The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss the future of webinar marketing. Joining us is Melissa Kwan, who is the co-founder and CEO of eWebinar, which is the leading automated webinar platform that saves people from doing the same webinar over and over again for sales demos, marketing contents, and onboarding. eWebinar turns any video into an automated webinar that you can set on a recurring schedule so you never have to do the same one twice. And in addition to being our guest today, eWebinar is also a gracious sponsor of the MarTech Podcast. So far this week, Melissa and I have talked about the B2B buying disconnect. And yesterday we talked about why the future of webinars is asynchronous. Today, we're going to wrap up our conversation talking about how you can create great self-service content. All right, here's the last part of my conversation with Melissa Kwan, the co-founder and CEO of eWebinar. Melissa, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Have I said thank you yet for being a sponsor of the podcast? I really appreciate your help. <laughs> well, thanks for allowing me to sponsor. Oh, you're always allowed. Come on. <laughs> There's something I want your help with. We've been talking a lot about the B2B buying disconnect. Buyers don't want to be sold to. They want to discover. They want to find their own content. And so you have to be pushing what your company does into the places where they're looking for information. And when you have built enough credibility, enough thought leadership, enough awareness in these channels, then you need to allow them to self-select. You need to give them the information to go through and research your products and services without pushing them through the traditional demo, meeting, close, salespeople. That, that whole act is getting tired. So yesterday we talked about using webinars in an asynchronous format to allow your prospects to have some sort of engagement to be able to interact with you without actually having to do live webinars all of the time. This is the center of what eWebinar does. It's a great platform. I want to talk to you about how to create great self-service content. I've been pushing everyone in our sponsorship program through a demo. They actually have to get on a meeting with me. It takes weeks to schedule the meeting. I lose a ton of prospects. I'm doing the same song and dance. I'm sick and tired of it. And as much as I love chatting with you to get this relationship started, a lot of the times the conversations aren't as fruitful as ours was. So how can I move towards a self-service model? And hey, I got an idea. 
let's take this podcast and turn it into a piece of self-service content. Let's turn this into a webinar as an example. Help me understand what we can do to create great self-service content. Ben, I think that's pretty funny you said that because the first time we hopped on a call, and you gave me your whole spiel. And I had already read all the content that you sent me on email. <laughs> and your spiel was very similar to all the content that I had read. I'm like, why is he on a call with me right now? This whole thing could just be automated. I feel like my face is a big selling point, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, your voice is really good. So that was a selling point. All right. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, right? Like things that you feel robotic about are things that you should let a robot do. If you have done this 300 times and you know exactly what the objections are, you know exactly what people are going to ask, you know exactly how to close them or what information you need to put out there to close them, that can be turned into your best demo ever, right? Record it on a Loom or Descript or whatever platform of choice. You can edit it a little bit. And that's the beauty of automation is you can actually edit the video. You don't have to say everything perfectly the first time around. And then you could just load it into eWebinar and you can layer in things like your questions, polls, your feedback forms, your sales notifications, whatever you want in there and set a schedule. Once you publish that, you put it on your website. You can have a little widget that pops up that says, hey, join the next demo in five minutes, whatever it might be. And it's just set and forget. People can join it any hours of the day, anywhere in the world. And if you happen to be in front of your computer, when they ask a question, you can hop in and respond. But if you wake up and there's some unanswered questions and you respond later, they'll get your response on email. So in that way, you can automate your sales pitch 24-7 and never miss a question from a prospect. Okay. So I think of my sales pitch. I get in front of our prospects. Most of the time now, they're coming through our speaker application form. Hey, you're interested in being a guest. You're thinking about sponsorship. You realize that we can do some marketing activities around you potentially being a guest. Let's get together. And the first thing I'm doing is I'm asking them about what they're trying to accomplish. So when I think about my sales pitch, I try to take a consultative approach. Hey, tell me about your business. Tell me about who you're trying to reach. Tell me about what marketing activities you're using. Tell me about what the content you're trying to push towards people, what you're trying to get them to understand about your business. How do I do that type of activity where I'm able to respond to them and give them the information that is tailored to them in this sort of asynchronous webinar experience? Yeah, so an asynchronous webinar is not like a choose your own adventure. It's not, oh, if you answer this, then the video goes this route. I mean, that's a different type of technology. But everything that you mentioned, all the things that you want to know, like your qualifying questions about your prospect, you can ask all of those throughout your video that you create for your automated webinar. And throughout your experience, you can program in all these questions, all these polls, all these quizzes, whatever you want. And then at the end of it, you'll have all these data points to figure out how good of a lead is this person? How do I prioritize this person? Did this person watch until the end? Because you know what? Maybe this person just qualified themselves out. And that's actually the beauty of automating your sales pitch is you also give people an opportunity to say, hey, Ben, this is actually not me. So I don't need to hop on a call with you. So instead of needing to do 300 calls, you might do 30 with your best people. And once you hop on the call, you know all of their data points because they've already answered all of your qualifying questions. And most of them actually never even made it through past your demo. So that gets me to the second part of my sales pitch is, okay, I've qualified you. I've understood a little bit about your process about who you're trying to reach. 
let me talk to you a little bit about who my audience is. And I'm walking through things like what our download stats are. I'm walking through the demographics I know about the audience. And I'm walking through some recently added LinkedIn connections to show some of the marketing titles that are people that are engaging with me and my content. So maybe based on what you're saying is we start with that. I'm not going through this vetting process, but I could say, hey, if you're interested in the MarTech podcast, let's start off with the audience and the data that you want. And then I can have some sort of a quiz that is saying, tell me about your prospects, who are the people you're trying to reach, what your content is. And I'm basically having that as a quiz after someone has vetted our audience. How much of a match do you think you are for my audience instead of who are you looking for? Here's my audience. Do you think that's a good experience, a way to use the platform? Yeah, absolutely. And then throughout that presentation, you can even say, hey, if you have any questions, type it in the chat box. If I happen to be here, I'll respond in real time. But if you don't hear back from me, you'll hear back from me on email. So what's beautiful about that is people are watching this webinar at their own time, but they still have an opportunity to build a relationship with you because they know you're on the other side. It's no different than going to a website and you've got a little pop up that says, hey, Ben, can I help you today? You know that if you type a question in there and if you don't get a response right away, you know that you'll hear back in the next 24 hours. And that's okay. People are familiar with that form of communication. But from a sales and marketing perspective, people love the ability to be able to reach out to the host, especially if you're an influencer on the other side, especially if you're someone that they want to invest in or considering investing in. That communication channel is what makes the difference between a webinar and just a plain old video. So that's a great way to use a platform as well as ask questions and ask them to ask you questions, invite them to engage. And I think that's a good way to build a relationship with a new prospect. But then at the end, you can say something like, hey, if this resonates with you and you want to be a sponsor or you want to come on the show, here is my calendar link. And they can just go and book a time directly with you. All right. So we're going through this process of me sharing information about who my audience is. And I can basically have a series of questions or a quiz where the person that is going through the webinar asynchronously can put a little information about who their company is. Now I'm getting a little bit more onboarding about who they're looking for. I'm building a customer profile. Then I get into, all right, well, here's the way that we work with our sponsors. We've got a couple different products. We've got a sponsorship program where we've got advertorial content and remnant ad inventory and branded placements. Melissa, you know all this stuff where it's 500 bucks a month, or we can do a marketing campaign that is specifically tied to marketing goals where we're retargeting the people that listen to our podcast and running a campaign to drive direct response results. And that's 10 to $20,000 a quarter. As I'm going through the different flavors of here are our products and services and our pricing, I can do my video walkthrough. I walk through the web pages that we published on martechpod.com. What are some of the ways that I can make that interactive without just being like, hey, does this sound good to you? Ready to buy? Like, that's not a great experience. How do you actually turn that demo into something that's interactive and engaging? As you're talking about this stuff, that's a lot of information. People are not going to retain all that. So as you're delivering that, you can also program in resources that people can click on and they can review it later. That's also one way to leverage the platform. The other way is if you have things like charts or images or whatnot, you can layer them on top of the video and just make it a more engaging a viewing experience. So there are different ways to leverage the platform, but the best way to actually see how this works is, of course, to visit our website and hop into a demo and see what it looks like. All right. So we're going through this exercise where I'm turning my sales pitch into a webinar so I don't have to be selling as much. 
I've walked everyone through who the audience is, what the products or services are. As you're thinking about creating great self-service content and you want to build a call to action that actually drives business results, when you get to the end of the road, hey, here's my song and dance, everybody. This is what you would have got if you were on a call with me. How do you use the webinars to actually drive demand to drive business results? I think you just ask for the close. That's what I do. So you've delivered something. It's 15, 20 minutes. At the end, you always just ask for the close. If this resonates with you, if this solves your problem, for us, it's here's a 40-day free trial. Sign up on your own. For you, it might be something like, hey, this resonates with you. Book a time on my calendar and let's have a 30-minute chat about your needs. So I think every product and service is different. Whatever your CTA is, I think the most important thing is you just make sure you deliver it. You know, at the end of the day, we talked about the interactive nature of self-service content. The platforms like eWebinar, where you can have quizzes and charts and interaction, and it doesn't have to be all in real time. And it's really powerful to save you time to deliver the right information. But in the same way that the customers are asking different questions going through the experiences, everybody wants a different experience in buying. Some people want to go through the entire webinar and then set up a follow-up meeting to basically have the same information reiterated or to be able to ask their questions in real time. Some people just watch the interactive video and hopefully are ready to purchase. Some people need you to follow up and send your direct emails to them. Every buyer is slightly different. And while we're seeing this shift more towards self-service, often some of what we think is the end of the funnel is really just a nurture campaign. So to me, there's value out of going through this experience, not only to create your replacement for what you're doing in sales, to automate, to be able to scale, to be able to save yourself time, give buyers the information and experience they want. It also allows you to build more nurture activities, to get something that's middle of funnel where they can get all of the information, digest, think, and then come back when they're ready to get through the bottom of the funnel and have you answer their questions. Melissa, last question for you. You know, we recorded the video for this episode and we talked about turning this into an example of a webinar. So what do you do when you get this video, the conversation that we just had? How are you going to package this up and do an example of a webinar? I know that we said we were going to do ewebinar.com slash martech. You get some video files. What's your game plan? Yeah, so I'm going to edit this out a little bit, cut out the bloopers. That's step one. My kid's running around in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that one I'll leave in for entertainment value. And then I'm going to upload it onto the platform. Of course, I'm going to program in some interactivity. So ask people, hey, where did you find out about this podcast? What are you interested in? What do you think about this experience? So just learn a little bit more about them, learn a bit more about their business. And then within the interactive panel, I might deliver, hey, like if this is something that you want to try out for your business, why don't you join an e-webinar demo here? So the best place a lot of times to promote another webinar is within one webinar itself. So we've got an interaction card that's almost like a Netflix next episode. Like if this interests you, join the next episode and then you can just click and it will start right after the webinar that you're watching. Of course, I'll also invite people to ask questions about the product or about the experience if it's something that they want to learn more about. Well, Melissa, I can't wait to see what you do with this conversation. I'm looking forward to it. Anybody that made it this far into the podcast, Melissa is going to publish this as a webinar on ewebinar.com slash MarTech. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Melissa Kwan, co-founder and CEO of eWebinar. If you'd like to get in touch with Melissa, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. 
You can contact her on Twitter where her handle is Miss Kwan. That's M-S-S-K-W-A-N. Or you can visit her company's website, which is eWebinar.com. And at eWebinar.com slash MarTech, you can see how Melissa turned this conversation into a webinar. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter or you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.